welcome to the Chicago Golf Tour Podcast. That's Rob, I'm Tom, and we're going to take you on the journey. What is the CGT? Here we go. All right, folks, welcome back to episode nine. Rob, it wasn't uh, too long ago since I last saw you, but I'm happy to see you again. How are we doing? Good, ourselves, Tom. Good, man. Good, good. It, uh, let's see. It's our normal recording night, Thursday. It is our, it is. We're back on schedule, man. We're back on schedule. Uh, we took kind of a, a detour for the last two weeks. I'm going to blame it on the holidays with Thanksgiving and everything. Yeah. I, so I just had a brain fart. I'm like, what day is it? Um, <laughs> it's Thursday, though. Um, and we're back. We're back. We're back. Episode, episode nine. It, uh, I can't believe we're, I actually, I don't even know how long the season's going to be, but uh, it's episode nine. I can tell that. I mean, we got to keep this going through the actual golf season too, man, breaking down the tournaments and whatnot. Right. Speaking of tournaments, have you heard? Oh, oh, here we go. (laughs) Here we go. He's back. (laughs) I saw that and I texted you right away. And I I think it was a second before you even, I mean, you responded so quickly. I was dying laughing. Your GIF was pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It was just like the the tiger GIF. Uh, the smile. Yeah. Yeah. From what was that? The the open or the masters? Uh, I couldn't even tell you. He's yeah, young, yeah. though. Looked yeah. like he was young. It was the one where he kind of like looks over his shoulder and kind of. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, that's that's awesome, man. Especially how he talked about like he's excited about doing it as a dad. That was really cool. Right. Speaking of, um, I, I believe I just made a, a big time so you say gif or is it gif it's gif i'm pretty sure i just said gif you did say gif and you said it before and i haven't corrected you but it, it's gif all right well i'm uh old for like the last 200 gifs yeah um anyhow yeah big news out of the uh the golf world i mean i knew it i knew i didn't know it but i had a feeling um, just because everything that was kind of transpiring, the amount of, of work and practice he was putting in. And then I think it just kind of lined up that way that, you know, it's more kind of laid back casual in the fact that he gets a cart. I don't think he'd be doing it if he didn't, if he wasn't able to have a cart. Well, I don't think he could do it. Yeah. You know? right, right. And then, um, you know, obviously playing with, with Charlie, uh, yeah. I'm sure that's probably the, the biggest reason why. Um, but yeah, I, I'm pumped, man. I'm, I mean, when that news came out, I'm like, you got to kid me. <laughs> I mean, nobody thought the guy was going to play for like, you know, the next couple of years. Right. Exactly. Let alone what nine months or it'll be about 11 months, you know, from the accident, something like that. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. I, you know, what do you think they're going to do? How do you think they're going to do? Uh, I think they'll go top five this year. I'll put 20 on. All right. 20 bucks says they're not in the top five. Okay. Nice. Nice. Well, yeah. So we're, uh, we're kind of going to segue into episode nine. Um, just keeping it really relaxed and laid back. So we thought it would be pretty cool. And it might seem vague at first, but we'll, uh, we'll, we'll dive a little bit deeper into it. But essentially, what, what do you think about and what do you do during your round of play? Not necessarily your, your CGT round, 
just in general, whenever you play golf, that's from, you know, the night before laying out your clothes, your outfit, making sure your, your club, your clubs are clean, your towel, oh, yeah. all that. So oh, yeah. that would be, yeah. So, and, and you know, you know, my, my wife always thinks it's hilarious too. You know, if there's, if we have a wedding, you know, the, the literally the two days before I'm like, Hey, you know, did, you know, is, is my suit at the cleaners or something like that. But when I'm playing golf, you know, the week in advance, I'm already. Sure. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So oh, yeah. it, uh, golf does special things for, for everyone. Um, it, especially in, uh, marriages, it's kind of funny. Like you're saying, you know, we play so much close detail to, you know, setting up for our rounds and planning everything out and getting it all ready. And then, yeah, you're right. Like date night, you kind of forget about it. Did you make a reservation? No, yeah. sorry. No. You know. Oh, but you remembered to call the course. Right. For Saturday. You remember to wash your golf towels and fold them nicely. I sure oh, yeah. did. Oh, yeah. I definitely did. Um, but, yeah, so, you know, what are, what are some things for you, Rob? Um, let's, let's talk about the night before. What are you doing the night before? Well, the night before I'm getting a make the night before I'm getting like, you know, the food, the snacks and everything ready, have them at the bottom of the stairs. So I don't wake up the kids when I leave. That is and, it the, the same snack list that got you. Oh yeah. The uh, banana, the banana, the honey, crisp apple, the nature Valley crunch bar, you know, a fucking Yeti of water. And then the monsters lined up yeah. all ready to go. There you go. Oh yeah. Are you getting the outfit and, and, and making your shoe, you know, do you make sure like your shoes are clean and your towels washed or is that? Oh yeah. Just like shoes are clean. The push carts clean. Um, clubs are clean. Got the uh, scorecard holder ready. all set up, ready to go. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Make sure I have the tease and everything. Do you, do you find in, do you find yourself being more meticulous like this on more of a weekend round? opposed to a weekday round because i feel like i'm definitely like if i know if it's like thursday i'll even get a little giddy knowing that i'm playing like saturday morning oh you shit know. i start that on monday yeah with the boys but if okay. i'm like, you know if i'm going out if i know i'm going out for like a twilight round on thursday and it's like a tuesday i don't really do any of that yeah i mean yeah obviously it's got to be planned out i mean if it's something like for instance like gavin calling to go shoot nine holes after work it's like yeah you know i mean i like to keep my stuff in order anyways i got my little milk crate in the back of the trunk all lined up with the golf stuff so oh it's a good idea oh yeah a little got organizer you. Well, you know what I, I i dude i love on instagram seeing those guys that literally build out like fucking shit in their trunk you know like drawers that come out with their golf shoes or <laughs> like apartment for the push cart just crazy stuff that people come up with yeah that looks so cool it's like you know i i'll i'll agree to that uh i'm a big pinterest slash ig guy yeah i i could search like diy you know golf stuff or garage stuff or whatever and watch it for hours Mm -hmm. um, I was actually just watching a uh, guy put together like, you know, uh, a bag slash putter stand slash like compartment stand. Oh, yeah. The next thing. That's my next project, probably. Oh, I know. This, I want to get that for the garage for yeah. sure. Actually, walk us through what's in that uh, milk crate of yours. 
what's in the milk crate? Couple, couple dozen golf balls, um, gloves, uh, just like knickknacks, you know, that you get from uh, either outings or, yeah. you know, like teas and koozies. Just, yeah, koozies, like a, uh, like a six pack cooler that just sits in there. Yeah. I got a little bad, uh, that Yeti, a couple of Yetis in there. Got some dice just in case the boys want to roll some ship captain crew afterwards. <laughs> you got dice in there? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I love it. Um, what else? Shit. Uh, you know, the gold bond, obviously, the gold bond's in there. Gotta have the gold bond. Gotta have extra towels, extra hat, some socks just in case it's, you know, if it's raining, you know. Right. Pack nice and tight, just sitting in there. Still got it in there. Just really wishing to go outside and play. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So what happens, you know, let's let's say you have a, a 7, a, 7 a.m. tea time. What happens in the morning of, um, you know, when you're getting up ready to play? How do you? Well, you know, I'm, I'm not a range guy, so I'm, I'm, you know. It's crazy to me. Yeah, I know. But, uh, you know, just getting up, getting in the car, putting on whatever golf podcast or playlist I got going, getting there and taping off my taping up my soft hands and uh, getting ready to get out there, setting up the push cart, just to, and just enjoying the morning and the silence pretty much. Do you have like a, a checklist almost like you got to have your coffee, you have to eat, um, you know? Oh, I don't I don't like to eat before the round. I got it. Really? I only eat. I'll eat like after the nine full. See, I've well, we'll 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 circle back to me once we're we're done. Sure. See, let's rewind real quick. Let's touch base on this whole range thing. Um, I know you've mentioned it before, and yeah. your thing is you either have it or you don't. I, but, yes, I'm a firm believer on that. Uh, but how do you know you have it or you don't? And if you don't, how do you know whether to just stick with what you got that day? That's my big, that's like my biggest thing with the range. Like if I don't have yeah. it and I'm, you know, um, either pushing the ball too much or hooking sure. it, whatever, I'm not trying to change it, you know, on the course. I'm sticking to what I'm yeah. in the range, right? Well, I mean, off the first hole, if the driver, sprays way right then it doesn't come back out just go with the three wood uh you know i i don't do the range but i i do you know just did the putting green just to get a quick glimpse of what it could be out there and that's about it you know no wedges Mm-mm. i have a not to brag but i have a pretty strong wedge game so i'm not too worried about that this is the biggest psychopath move i've ever heard. <laughs> you only putt no only putt as like, long as I have, as long as I have a leave and a sip of Monster, I'm good. Like even if you're on a buddy's golf trip, this is the same thing that happens. Unless it's unless it's a country club, like a, a country club experience, I'm not like they could have a range. I'm not doing it. That's so crazy to me. Like I know. there's a there's a specific, and I think I, you know, I think you would probably be able to guess it country club very close nearby to here um doesn't have a range it had well take that back it has a short little chipping range it's probably you know it's probably 60 yards long um 
Yeah. Couple reasons. Well, I would never, I would never join that club in particular because of that reason. Yeah. Well, I don't ever say I don't do the range. I don't do the range prior to a round. Like working in Oakbrook, Oakbrook uh, Golf Club has an awesome range practice facility. So they have like a, it's not a membership, but you can buy a key fob and it's got, you know, you can buy a certain amount of buckets, but you get it for dirt cheap. And that's what I usually do. And I'll hit the range at lunch during the week when in the office. But as far as like the actual round and getting there early to use the range, that doesn't happen. Okay, so that was actually going to be my next question. If you hate the range, do you ever practice? Yeah, like I don't. That's the nice thing about where the office is set up in Oakbrook. Like I literally just have to go across the street, and I enjoy it. I enjoy doing that. That's fun. You just don't do it before you play. Just before I play, no. Yeah. So now we're on the putting green. Do you have any type of like? Are you a kind of just a sporadic guy or are you working on like your, your speed, your lag putting? Are you more short putts? Are you doing any type of fancy, crazy drills? Nope. Just dropping three balls on the green, hitting them a couple times and then picking them up and getting to the first tee. Are you a line guy on your ball? I am a line guy. Ever since with the spider, I'm a line guy, big line guy now, big line guy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I do think that helps. How about yourself? Are you a line guy? thousand percent i think it's also like i'll admit i think it's somewhat cheating um i think they should this is another one of my little rants here um i think they should do away with lines on the ball okay they should do away with all um yardage books putting putting books um or green green reading books make it is as authentic and as um you know that a lot of that is is skill you know um Mm -hmm. reading a green you know knowing your distances sure you know um caddies are are pretty good at that right now in terms of like walking off blah blah blah. but i think there's a lot of things that definitely give an advantage and i think the the line on the putting ball is a huge one are you a line on the ball teeing off so if i'm if i'm struggling yeah i pull so if i'm struggling i pull out my putter ball and what do you think that does for you though is that just like a mental placebo that makes you feel better that you got it lined up uh it's yeah it's definitely mental obviously but it's it's for me it's more like visual like i want to make sure i'm kind of hitting the spot i'm trying to hit um, so yeah, if I'm struggling, I'll pull out my putting ball. I'll, you know, I'll kind of junk my, my, wait, wait, so you switch balls when you get to the green. Is that what you're saying? Do I switch balls? Yeah. No. Well, so I always have, I always have my, I don't mess with my putting ball like at all. It stays in my left, my left pocket. I'm saying if I'm, if I'm playing right and my normal ball is shit, I'll go to a putting ball with a line on it, and I'll pull that, and I'll put it on the tee. That way, like you said, I think it's just more visually, like seeing, like stepping back and seeing a line on my ball sure. just does something for me. I think I knew – I think I know where you're going with that uh, with that little jab there. Um, I'm, just, I'm just saying. 
playing a couple of different balls. Just no, saying. Not, not my, not my like playing ball. No. Okay. Um, plus they're all the same ball. So right. gotcha. Technically. Okay. No, we're on it. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, just keep me on your toes, bud. Hey, I like that. Um, so um, speaking of a ball, then what ball do you play? In terms of brand? Yeah. I'm a Pro V1. Okay. I was going to say, do you put the line on there? Or, but it has their line, so never mind. No, I, I got to draw it on there. I, I I think it's a known fact that, like, the the arrow on the Pro V1 is kind of, like, curved, and it just messes with me. Is so, it really? Yeah. So I prefer to just draw mine. And mm. interesting enough that you mentioned that, there's this huge article uh, I read. I'll, I'll see if I can dig it up. Um, depending on the color of the line, supposedly interacts with like different brain waves and gives you or puts you in a, a, a certain type of mood depending on the color. I could see that. Yeah, I'm a blue guy if it matters. You're a blue guy. Blue. Blue line putting. I gotcha. Okay. Blue is more like calm, relax. Sure. Uh, but yeah, I'm a big, big line guy on the puck. Okay. Um, all right. So you're obviously a big walker. Love walking. So you're, you're coming off the putting green. Now, you, now you're heading to the first tee, right? Yep. Um, are you one of the stragglers to the first tee? Or are you there pretty, pretty early? Um, Oh, I, I, I hate being late for anything. I like that. Got to be fit. If you're, if you're 15 minutes early, I think you're still late. I like to be there early. I like that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, is your, is your, uh, your bag, you know, well, I guess it's kind of different because you're, you got to push a push, uh, push cart, but yep. I'm assuming everything's still pretty organized in your push cart. Um, oh yeah. Do you stretch at all? A little bit. Yeah. A little uh, bit of stretching. Yeah. I mean, but that's yeah. what the, that's what the two leave are for. Pop those bad boys and good to go. Yeah. All right. So you get to the first D, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what's your initial thought? You know, are you thinking about, you know, what? Yeah. I look at the, I look at the hole first, obviously. Right. And you feel like, is it going to be a good driving day or do I play the smart way and just do the three wood? So that's what I basically go with there. If it's open, then I'll take the driver out. If it's not open, then that three wood's coming out. Do you find yourself having a, a little pep talk with yourself prior to the first tee? No, I just make sure I get the good tunes going and then get up there. Okay. So you just, you're, you're ready to just let it go. Yeah. No practice swings. Just go. Just go. No practice swings. No practice swings. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I probably could be a lot better if I, you know, really rethought my uh, whole setup, but this is bananas. I'm yeah. learning more and more. So when yeah. you go play golf and you shoot like a legit, you know, 81, you're literally shooting, you're literally only taking 81 strokes that day. Yep. No more. No more. No more. Wow. Are you trying to, you know, uh, why waste them, right? What's the, what does everybody say? Like they take they take their two practice swings and then they hosel rocket or they screw it up. And I'm like, oh man, we wasted a good swings, you know, on the practice swings. That's how I feel. 
you're just you're just rationing your swings for the year. Yeah, I mean, getting old, just gotta got I gotta conserve energy here. Yeah, see, I think the I think the practice swings um, alleviate a little bit of nervousness and sure, you know, allow you to feel what you kind of want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's that's bonkers. No practice swings. You just get up, rip. Straight business, Tom. Straight business. Wow. wow. Get up to the ball and go. That, I mean, like we usually play 18 holes, and if we're the first ones out, obviously under three hours, it's, it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Okay, so anything going on mid-round? Are we just trying to keep it, you know, uh, par bogey golf? We're just trying to keep it together, come in with a – a decent score and, and we're happy with that. And in, uh, yeah, no, it's, um, you know, it's kind of funny playing now, you know, competitively again with the tour, you know, you sit there and you used to get like frustrated, right. Prior to playing with buddies, if you blew up like the front nine, right. And you'd be like, Oh, well, whatever it's over. You know, I'm just not even going to keep scoring anymore or anything like that. I'm just going to putz around, you know, but like, I've seen it playing with guys on the tour and even myself, it's like, you know, sure. You shoot bad on the front nine, but then you sit there and like, well, I could put together a really decent back nine. It's a whole new nine. Right. I did try towards the end of this season. I forgot who was talking about it, but you do three hole increments, right? You just play three holes, three holes, three holes, three holes, you know, type deal thing. Yeah. Are you, Um, are you doing like a, an accumulative par for those three holes. Yeah. I'm just, you know, you just take it three holes at a time and you sit there and you say, if I can be one or two over, you right. know, or I'm, I'm fine with that, you know, type deal thing. You know, my, my biggest thing is like, I do think about like the par threes, like, you know, cause uh, I forgot what's his name. He's an instructor. I think he's from out in Texas, but he always posts on IG. Like, you know, if you want to shoot 80, this is what you have to do. Right. If you want to break 90, this is what you have to do. Right. And most of the times it's like, you gotta, you know, par three out of the four par threes or stuff like that, you know? So those par threes, I do think about, you know, I want to stay somewhere around that, you know, cause like for me, scrambling part fives are where it's gonna, you know, make or break what I do for the round type deal thing, you know? So par threes are are living in your head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, par fives. Are you attacking par fives? Or are you- yeah, that's that's what I'm getting at. I'm basically like those are the holes I know I can probably. Those are my best, you know, birdie chances. Unless we're playing like a shorter course where it's, you know, taking a three wood off the tee. And I hate sorry to keep on bringing up three wood, but you know, if I could do that and within like 100 yards and pitch it then you know that's go time too but basically it's like attacking par threes and being consistent i mean attacking par fives and being consistent on par threes you know right right okay so we're we're post round now we're we're post round um whether you've had a good round or a bad round are you affected by that for x amount of hours after or um you know for a couple days or does that it used to it used to bother me like if it was a really bad round if you let something got away but then i believe it was like um andy johnson from the fried egg um you know like if you think about it 
there's probably some shots within your round that you probably shouldn't have made, right? You know, you had the golf gods give you one, and it's like, well, the bad shot that probably made up for that. So it's really can't be like woulda, shoulda, coulda, you yeah, know, type right, of right. thing. So yeah. that doesn't, I don't let it affect me that much because it's, you know, it's more about, you know, just getting out and enjoying the game now, right? To me, especially on the tour with meeting new people and, you know, just playing a game that we all love, you know, so right. Right. it doesn't, you know, winning or shooting low is nice or, you know, winning some money is fun, but also getting out there to enjoy golf. Like we were kids again is, you know, very valuable to me. So it's like, yeah, I'm not going to get too frustrated with it. Yeah. Right. So I'm, I'm almost to that point. Yeah. Almost. Um, I mean, like, get, don't get me wrong. The Ryder Cup, like our Ryder Cup or buddies trips where you're doing the Ryder Cup format, you know, and there's a lot of at stake of like, you know, just bragging rights with that type of thing. Sure. There's frustration there if you do something wrong, but you know, most of the time, 90% of the time it's, you know, you finished 18. It's kind of cool. Cause you, you, you know, we're treating it. It is tournament golf, right? You take off your hat, you shake the hand of the player you're playing with. And it's like, you know, this was cool. This was fun. I met a cool guy. Right, right. I got to play a nice course. Sure, I shot 84 or whatever, whatever it was, even if I shot one of the best rounds of my life. But it was just like, you know, you got to enjoy something that, you know, we all like to do. So, yeah. yeah. Um, so actually, the more that I thought about that when you just said it, um, I think the competitiveness, overly competitive and like fieriness is still there. Mm-hmm. I don't think that will ever go away. Um, but when I said I'm almost there in terms of like being able to differentiate between the two and mm-hmm. letting like the negative stuff go and not being like, you know, it's more of like a internal competitiveness. Um, and sure, sure. I'll, I'll throw out, you know, some fist pumps if they're deserved or whatever, yeah. but, um, you know, more so on, on bad shots or you know, kind of being able to, to joke with myself to kind of get over that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's been huge for me, probably the last, I don't know, five, six years, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, even like the, the Ryder cup, Ryder cup was, was awesome. Um, playing in that type of environment is way different. I think, sure. um, I actually play in a, a couple of those formats throughout the year. There's a local one in the neighborhood that we do. It's just, it's a different animal, man. It's mm-hmm. great. I mean, you could hear roars. I mean, it's, this is a 40 person field. You hear roars from three holes away. And sure. it's, a, oh, yeah. it's a four man scramble. So, um, you know, people are getting fired up. Mm-hmm. It, th- that stuff is awesome to me. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, the, uh, so my routine, um, typically the, the night before starts with, you know, getting the outfit. You know, sure. Yeah, oh, yeah. Ready, making sure we're not, you know, wearing stripes with checkers or, <laughs> you know, got to be having some type of solid, you know, sure. having a, a good outfit, good hat. Look Same good, thing. play good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a big, I'm a firm believer in that. Yeah. Um, maybe not even so much look good, but the confidence. Co- yeah. I'm more like comfortable. Like if, if I'm comfortable, like if I have a belt on, that's like riding my, my stomach, 
<laughs> I can't stop thinking about it for like four days. <laughs> so, you know, as long as I'm comfortable um, and I don't really like if my, you know, if I happen to, to pull out like spikeless uh, shoes for that day, because I know it's dry. I don't have to worry about, you know, traction. Um, and maybe the spikeless aren't really the best looking, but they're super comfortable. Oh, you're a big spikeless guy, huh? No, no, just actually. So I play, you know, I joined the Glenn Woody league like two years ago. Yeah. And that was one of the gifts you get. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. So and I've never had uh, a pair of, of spikeless prior to, um, and I've always been a huge believer in probably coming from, you know, playing, you know, high school football, especially back in our day, everything was, you know, replacement cleats. So yeah, when it was wet out, I was always, you know, worried about slipping and sliding and mm-hmm. dude, spikeless is a game changer, especially during like the, the hot summer months when, you know, it, there's not an ounce of water and you don't have to worry about it. Mm-hmm. So much more comfortable. Did you ever give him a whirl? Yeah, I got those, uh, those G4 ones that you feel like you're walking on clouds. It's like a pillow. Um, but yeah, it's gotta be dry out. Like you said, but majority of the time I'm rocking, I think, I think Swings had them too. The Jordans, those are comfortable as hell. Yeah. You got the G4s, huh? Yeah. I got those, I think like two years ago, but they, I mean, they last long. They're, you know, easy to clean. And yeah, they, uh, they're comfortable. They're for sure comfortable. Nice, nice. Um, yeah, so, you know, comfortable is big for me. Um, but, yeah, getting the outfit ready and then, you know, making sure everything's set up. Typically, like, I'll, I'll move everything towards the front door so I yeah. don't forget anything on the way out. Um, I've done it plenty of times where I'll be in here the night before hitting sure. balls. And I'll have my site, my seven iron or something, one of my clubs out of my bag because I, you know, sure. just hit yep. it. And then I'm on the course the next day looking for that club. SOL. Yeah, it's no bueno. Um, yeah. And then the 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 day of, I'm pretty, pretty routine. Um, gotta have coffee. I usually have a cup of Joe, maybe two here, and then I grab Duncan on the way. And and then I have to eat. If I don't eat, listen, if I don't eat and I play with you, you'll know about it. Are you that guy that gets hangry? Oh, uh, I get so hangry. And then that leads to me just being pissed off. And if I hit a bad shot, then it's, you know, it's the end. Not of the enjoyable game. to play with, huh? Right. So then that's where that all stemmed from. So gotcha. I got to eat. Um, and then big range guy. Uh, so how long are you at the range? How long? Yeah. No, nah, maybe 15, 15 minutes. Yeah. If that, I don't, I don't get excessive. It's not like, you know, I'm hitting every club in the bag. I usually pull uh three wood driver, a wedge, uh, probably or well, two wedges. Um, usually a 52, actually usually a 56 and then my pitching wedge. And then I'll do like a seven and like a four. Um, and then I, I do like, so I, I kind of randomly go through that, whatever. I usually start off with a wedge, but towards the end, like my last, I don't know, 12 balls, 
I try to play like the first three holes if I know the course. Yeah. If I know the course. Sure. So, you know, what I want to do off the first tee, blah, blah, blah. Um, then I go. Who's talking about that? What PJ guy does that on the range? He does all 18 holes. Yeah. That's bananas. I mean, yeah. But I do like visually, you know, getting into that mindset. Um, I don't know. I don't know who that is. God, that was just a couple weeks ago, too, that they were busting out and breaking down his range session. And he does like all 18 holes. I could see somebody like. I um, feel like JT would do that. I feel like Matsuyama would do that. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Some, I don't know. But uh, then, yeah, I don't then, know. I, then I head over to the putting green mm-hmm. and I roll putts for, you know, maybe 10 minutes, something like that. Another sure. 10, 15 minutes. Nothing crazy. Same drop three. Usually start off with lag. I'll lag three putts. And then I'll, you know, do it again for another two, three rounds. And then I usually go short to mid-range putts, and then I'll move back, and then I'll end with short putts. Um, Are you a guy that, in your mind, like one of your last putts, if you're like, if I make this, I'm going to putt really well today? (laughs) Uh. Sure. I mean, yeah, if you drain a long ass one, you're probably like, oh, yeah, let's go. Yeah. I, I feel like I do a lot of that throughout the entire day. Um, but yeah, then I, uh, so we have to rewind a little bit before my range sesh. I do a very um, extensive stretch. Um, I got a stretch. So I, I do the clubs behind the back, you know it's more of just getting my back loose and then my legs and then like my hips. And that's, that's about it. I'm not doing anything kind of weird or funky. I'm not laying on the ground. You know, I'm just doing standard, you know, uh, bending over at the hips, hands. You're not doing the the Jimenez stretching? No, no, none of that. (laughs) Um, That's hilarious by the way, with, with a stogie in his mouth. Oh, um awesome. yeah so then i head to the first tee and i'm a big i'm a big pep pep talk guy prior to and throughout the entire round like hey just you know whether it's hey stay in it are you just saying this in your head or you're literally physically oh, no. saying this it? Is, this is in my head oh okay you know let's so first tee will be like all right <laughs> you know, hey don't worry about this first shot if it's if it's you know offline don't worry about it let's let's get up and down and, and make part um, prior to even hitting a drive. So, um, but even throughout the round, it's just like, if I have a bad shot, it'll be like, you know, stay in it, you know, stay in it. You don't, you don't know what could happen. Throw in close, get up and down, get out of here and move on. You know, like that's like a Jordan in the mirror move from Saturday Night Live. Oh my God. I, so that's why I like Jordan. Cause I'm very, I find myself to be very relatable to just how much he talks to himself. I don't necessarily do it out loud like that, but it's all in my head for sure. Um, and then, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of just, you know, trying to pick my spots and play uh, a non train wrecking round while, you know, being able to kind of take uh, advantage or tech certain holes. Um, and then, yeah, you know, post round, um, Again, five years ago, yeah, it would affect my 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 week. 
a week. Oh yeah, it was bad. Oh yeah, I just you know even on the way home, I remember. Speak. This is actually a good story. Um, year year one, I think. Yeah, year one. Um, when I T one at the playoff at Heritage Bluff. Okay. That was last year. Because Ryan, because yeah, because Ryan Best won. Yeah, Ryan Best won it last year, and he T won with me at Heritage Bluffs. Um, didn't play in in that group, but played in a group with like Jim O'Neill and sure, you know, another guy who was like a four. So going into that, uh, at this point, I was like, you know, uh, a mid six, maybe even up at like a seven at this point because I didn't play very well at all uh, last year and basically came in, you know, knowing that there was a guy who was, you know, like a four. So that fired me up on, on the way there. I'm, you know, I'm talking to myself, you know, okay, Mr. Four, but let's see how, see how, let's see how good you play. Sitting there driving down 55. Yeah. And then post round, I remember going nuts on the way home, literally fist pumping, going crazy. Cause I think, I think I went 76 there and went bananas. And I was like, that a way to play, you know, way to stay in it on 18 when you were in the shit. So on 18, I knew I was having a good round, obviously. So 18, I flew. Oh, it's that good fishing. Oh, yeah. 18, I flew the green. And, you know, there's nothing. Yeah, shit, back. Yeah. shit and fescue. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, you got to be, you got to be kidding me. Like, I knew I was, you know, having a good round in, like I said, I was probably around a seven at this point playing at like a nine. There, right. So I knew my net was, was going to be um, up there. So I'm like, of course, the 18th hole. So whatever, I flew it, I get up to it and it's on that bank downhill in the mm -hmm. shit and managed to chip one out of there to like two feet, punched in or tapped in for par and I was out of there. And then that's, that was part of the reason because I'm like, you know, way to stay in it. Like just <laughs> complete psychopath stuff. Um, but yeah, prior to, you know, um, Years ago, it, dude, I used to get – it would literally ruin my entire day. Not, not a week, but my, my day, yeah, I'd be, I would be salty for the entire day. Um, well, no yeah. one ever wants to obviously play bad. Yeah. Know? Yeah, I mean, but there's also, like, there's expectations that come with that. But to that, like, if you're not doing anything, like, if you're not practicing, Right. And if you're, oh, yeah. No, yeah, for sure. I get where you're going. Playing, yeah. If you're just playing once a week, like, yeah. you, you shouldn't be. And that's kind of what I got into. It's like, okay, well, you know, it, well, why am I being upset about missing these putts when I haven't, you know, practiced at all? Um, so it's like little things like that. Like, you know, it, it's way different if you're putting in the work and not seeing results. You know, it was the total opposite. So I had nothing to be upset about. And that's kind of what, you know, changed the the tone there. Um, but yeah, that's that's kind of. Uh, now, once did you mention the two hot dogs though? So, at the turn, typically, yeah, yeah, typically you get a couple hot dogs. Maybe, okay. maybe if I'm feeling light on my feet that day, I'll just go one hot dog and a Snickers. You never know. Um, 
and a Gatorade. There you go. Uh, oh yeah. <clears throat> yeah. That's, that's typically the, the day in the life, uh, on the course slash, you know, the day before getting ready for a round. I think definitely a, a CGT round is a little different, um, compared oh, yeah. to, you know, just a standard, you know, kind of hit and giggle. That's my new, I, I stole that from Tiger. Hit and giggle. Um, yeah. A little hit and giggle. Yeah. You know, CGT, CGT rounds you're sitting there at, well, I'm sitting there and I'm online looking, um, my Google maps, looking over the, the layouts. You're a Google map guy. Love it because I don't know if you know, you do a little control mouse. You can drag it to make it 3D to look at level from the ground now. Without, like, you're talking about without satellite? No, it's, yeah, no, with satellite. You know, you sit there. Oh, yeah, no, you're, like the actual image of the ground. Yeah. So you're just like, for instance, like Ridge, go look at Ridge, flip off satellite, and then you, you know, scroll in, zoom in, and then you can just literally follow. It's pretty crazy now. Hold on. Give that tip again. Control what? I believe it's, well, I have a Mac. So it'd be, uh, I think it's command and you click, and then you can just like physically change from looking overhead to coming down really? high level pretty much. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. I've never been uh, a map guy either. Uh, oh, I I'm a map guy, obviously, you know, when I look for the course and sure see how to get there, but. Well, I mean, I also, you know, I'll look at the, the apps as well too, but I do like, for instance, looking at the Google map, because obviously it doesn't give too much detail, but it also, you, if you know the course, you can look at the whole layouts. It's pretty good. Speaking of, we, I, we both forgot the, we failed to mention that. Usually the night before, I'm usually on whatever course's website. And I'm looking at either like a flyover or scorecard, yeah. something, you know. Well, I'm doing that. I'm doing that all week. Yeah. And if the site is set up like Misswood, like for instance, for our championship, I'm watching every hole on YouTube starting that Monday all the way till Friday. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's a game changer. I'm, I'm Evan Bridges does it too. I think that's great. I don't care how many times I play that course or any course that has those flyover videos. I'll keep on watching them that week leading into the round. So I, since our last convo about this, I've since checked out Club Lock LaBelle. Right. Flyover is, that, is that not the sickest thing you've seen? So listeners, it, you know, you might never play there in your life. I, I probably... I hope to play there, but Rob told me about it. So one day I checked it out. It's it might as well be golden tea. It is unbelievable. They probably had to. Pay. I would love to know how much that costs because you're just obviously doing shot for shot with a drone, and even the programming side of it. I'm just like it, it was awesome. I don't even think it is a drone. It's almost like Google. It's almost like Google Maps went out there. Like oh, yeah, that, yeah, right. Like with a car and just drove yeah. around the course, but then, yeah. yeah, but you're like able to drag it to certain areas. Yeah, oh yeah, you could see it. You, it changes too when you change the T. Yeah, nuts. Yeah, it's bananas. Check out yeah. Club Lock Labelle flyover, and you'll be like, yeah. oh my God. I do, and I think it's I think it's the oldest country club in Wisconsin, and it was I think re renovated five years ago, if I remember the starter telling us right. But yeah, it's. 
dude, if I, <laughs> I can't believe more courses aren't doing it. It must be crazy expensive, but it's yeah. just like, it is one of the coolest things just to see, just to go through the course. Right. Unreal. Um, yeah, that's, that's definitely something I do prior to, or like you said, leading up to the week. Um, I'm even the guy that sits there. If I, if I know it, I'm playing a course a lot. I, I buy those blank yardage books and I'll draw them out. <clears throat> really? Yeah. Never got in. I never went down that rabbit hole. Yeah, that's fun. Well, I, I mean, I'm a do designer. You have, do you have like, oh, well, true. Do you yeah. have like stacks of yardage books? Yeah, I make them. I, I, I have all the first two seasons that we played. And then I have, uh, obviously, I reuse them for the courses that we've had. But last year got a little busy for us. So I didn't get to do as many as I wanted to. But yeah. Really? Are you putting like your own like heat seeking, like arrows and stuff like that too on green? Notes and everything. Yeah. I, I designed the whole notes pad and everything. I want to really physically build them. Yeah. It's pretty sweet. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. I know a lot of guys appreciate your, uh, your scorecards that you do. Oh, yeah. Or, uh, All that stuff. I find that stuff fun and soothing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's certainly helpful. That's for sure. Yeah. So we're going to have to get, uh, your yardage books on here one episode and, and take a look at i don't know if i want to i want to let people peek into my personal uh my personal notes does it, does it look like a third grader drew it no oh no i take pride in my artwork my man okay you're just trying to keep it under wraps yeah you know i don't want to give anybody a competitive edge over me yeah. all right i hear that, <laughs> I hear that. all right well as always. Oh, uh, here we go. Give it to me. Here we go. Are you ready for the top three? I'm ready. You're up. What do you got? I want to know your top three club logos. Not necessarily PGA Tour, but in general, golf course club logos. It's a good one. And I that was like one of the ones I want to ask down the road because I love – you see Shane Bacon's seg segment with his hats? No. So he collects hats from country clubs and whatnot, and he wears – I don't know if it's every day, but he brings in a hat to the, you know, the golf channel, and he puts it on for his favorite logo of the golf course. Yeah. Oh, uh, dang, that's a great – I love – Whistling Straits would be my first one. I love that's that. One hole. Huh? Going off yeah, I think ball. that that whistling straights logo is awesome. That's like one of my favorite hats I have. Um, I love the simplicity of Sam Valley's logo. That would have to be two. I think that's pretty sharp. Um, damn. What would three be? Oh, man, that's hard. My three is a local. As an FYI. Is it Beverly? Is your three Beverly? No. Oh, okay. Um, shoot. I'm trying to think. Why can't I? At, at this point. I'm, I'm, like, I'm like a, I like a Cog Hill Seven Bridges with like the, the kid, like the guy with the golf clubs type deal thing, like an old, yeah, you know, like a caddy type deal thing. Yeah. So I was going to, I wasn't rushing you. I was saying my, no, no, no. my yeah. three at this point. You know the amount of plugs we give this place. They should uh, they should start sponsoring the the pod. But sure. my number my number three is the Bluffs Heritage Bluffs. Oh, the new logo. 
the two the two cross yes. clubs. Hey, that's a good one. It's, I like yeah. that one. Yeah, that's I, a good one. Yeah. I I shadily check out their um, pro shop like sporadically looking sure. for yeah yeah um, that hat's awesome. Uh, that, that, is, that is a good logo. You're right. Yeah, and then number two, probably gonna butcher this one. Um, <laughs> here we go. Ready? Yeah. Oh, pa, pasta pasta tiempo oh there you go that's that's good is that how you that's say good. it it's pretty close the one it's not as good as my algorithm but it's pretty close <laughs> the, and, and i'm telling you do you know what it looks like the guy uh, the tree? not offhand not offhand what is it so it's like the guy leaned up against the tree he's kind of sick. oh yeah yeah yeah. okay that's all yeah. and then my number one shout out j biff That page. Oh yeah. Yep. That's such a yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Like that the like the yeah, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out J Biff. He hooked it up with some flags. Uh I do like uh Oakmonts too with the squirrel. Yes. Um, there's so many good like so to your point, I haven't seen the Shane Bacon thing, but I'll have to check that out. Um, but I do find, you know, while scrolling Twitter, like sure. I know there's a lot of guys that collect pencils. Yeah, um, there's a lot of guys that collect balls. Mm-hmm. So I've been on this big flag kick um, that I'll eventually, you know, deck out the the man cave with. But um, we were talking about it earlier. Like, I just don't know how to go about getting like authentic ones unless it's like from somebody that I I know who's working the event or like. Yeah. So if anybody has any inside scoop on, well, I mean, the whole eBay's doing that whole whole. I'm going to say this wrong now. Authenticity check. Authentic good. check. Yeah. I've, so, I've, I've scoured eBay. There's not like as many as you'd think. Really? Yeah. Like Amazon, obviously, there's like a bunch of, you know, like just bullshit ones you buy for like your backyard. But I'm talking yeah. about like legit from sure. the club. Yeah. I, right. think, I think the only way to do it is is if a club has like an online store and that's yeah. it. But, yeah. you know. But yeah, what uh I like that top three. That was pretty good. Yeah. What I think that it was just a really overall a nice a nice laid back conversation uh for episode nine. Well, I think a lot of people, a lot of the guys are gonna relate, so that's good. Yeah, you know, hey, we're we're uh we're a pod for the common man. Oh yeah. yeah. We're your average Joe. Hey, the average Joe. Yep. But, uh until next time there, Rob. Uh we'll see you in the fairway. See you in the fairway town. See you, buddy.